inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered why? Now, why is an important question. Why is like lifting up a rock. It is a meta question. It makes us go deeper. Have you ever wondered why? Why fighting for what we believe in matters at all? Have you ever wondered why we should fight anything at all? Okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. Have you ever wondered why we fight the good fight? Or why it's even called the good fight? Or why there's a, a fight at all to fight? Have you ever wondered why it matters at all? Today, on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to get into the loop. See, what we need is leadership, good leadership in this country. What's lacking is good leadership. Oh, there's leadership going. Oh, without a doubt. Leadership's the ability to move people. And so, without a doubt, the people run in this country in the shadows and the darkness, even those that are doing it in the light, are moving people. Matter of fact, our current president, for his motto in his last election, it says, we're fighting for the soul of America. And Joe Biden won. And a lot of us who walk with the God of the Bible, a lot of us who have always believed in traditional American values, yes, America's broken. America's uh, full, of, full of men, and men are the problem. I don't mean men as in male. I mean men as in human. Human. Woman. Man. Human. And so we're always the problem. And if we're the problem human beings, then we must seek something above us to solve the problem that is us. And we've got too many people just case sarasarahing it. Too many people just saying whatever it will be, will be. Too many people just managing the current crises instead of leading into a better tomorrow. And there's a huge difference between surviving and thriving. There's a huge difference between accepting the status quo and no longer willing to accept good enough. There's a huge difference between managing a crisis and leading others to a better tomorrow. And the question today I want to ask my listeners is which one are you? Are you willing to settle for good enough? Are you so wrapped up in the world wanting to like you that you're selling your values and your beliefs short? Do you no longer believe what you used to believe but now have adopted the world's beliefs? Again, the question is, which one are you? Are you just managing or are you leading? And so today, I want to discuss 
the power of leadership. And today we're calling the show The Loop of Leadership. Because leadership is a loop. You got to flex your pecs, leaders. It's permission. It's example. And it's culture. See, people learn by what they see. A picture's worth a thousand words. We've heard that before. This is why I love one of my favorite sayings. I don't know who submitted it. It says submitted by former Edmondsburg Mayor Ed. I don't know who that is. But it says when children learn from what they see. And it's how when you thought I wasn't looking. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator. And I immediately wanted to paint another one. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed a stray cat and I learned that it was good to be kind to animals. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake for me. And I learned that the little things can be the special things in life. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you say a prayer and I knew that there is a God. And a God that I could always talk to. And one that I could learn to trust. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make a meal and take it to a friend who was sick. And I learned that we all have to help take care of each other. I saw you giving your time and money to help people who had nothing. And I learned that those who have something should give to those who have very little or have nothing. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you take care of our house and everyone in it. And I learned we have to take care of what we are given to be good stewards of people and stuff. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw how you handled your responsibilities even when you didn't feel good. And I learned that I would have to be responsible when I grow up. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw tears come from your eyes and I learned that sometimes things hurt and it's all okay to cry. I saw that you cared when you thought I wasn't looking. And because you cared, I wanted to be everything that I could be so I could care. When you thought I wasn't looking, I learned most of life's lessons that I need to know to be a good and productive person when I grow up. And when you thought I wasn't looking, I looked at you and wanted to say, thanks for all the things I saw when you thought I wasn't looking. See, you're here for a purpose. On September 22nd in 1871, an elderly British lady, 82 years young, was ushered into her heavenly reward. Earlier in her life in 1835, her frustration at being an invalid left her feeling useless and questioning her very salvation. What she did next would echo throughout history. As a young woman, Charlotte Elliott was not sure of her relationship with God, not sure of how to be saved, even though she'd been raised a minister's daughter. And the probing question of a Swiss evangelist, are you at peace with God, would not leave her mind. When she saw the evangelist a few weeks later, she mentioned that she could not shake his question. But she protested. What could she possibly bring to God? She's nothing. When he replied that she need not bring anything but herself, she gladly accepted a relationship with Jesus. Twelve years later, in 1835, crippled by illness and constant fatigue, she felt saddened by her inability to help a local church 
Church's cause. Remembering her conversation, she took out pen and paper and wrote a poem to encourage others who felt like she did. Just as I am was the name of that poem. Her poem was published and she was inundated with requests for it. She was glad to discover later that some copies were being sold to raise money for the very cause she felt helpless to assist. She died a little time later, and after her death, thousands of letters were found in her home written by people whose lives had been transformed by her words. Her song has been translated in hundreds of languages, published in more than 1,600 hymnals, and has reached billions around the world and continues to bring people to Jesus every day. Sixty years later, in 1931, a 31-year-old man riding in the sidecar of his brother's motorcycle in England finally came to the end of his internal struggle against whether Jesus was indeed the Son of God. He finally knew in his soul that indeed Jesus was just who he said he was. He realized that God calls us to him just as we are. That man, C.S. Lewis. He stepped out of his sidecar and he was a new man, saved by grace, 99 years after Charlotte Elliott penned her words, and three years after Lewis' conversion, the 16-year-old son of a dairy farmer listened intently as he heard the message of salvation preached at a revival service in North Carolina. When the song Just As I Am was sung at the end, Young Billy Graham went forward to accept Christ. Isn't that incredible? One woman, sick, elderly, couldn't do anything. Her life, as miserable as she thought it was, made a lasting impact. Why? Because leadership's a loop. It's about permission, example, culture. And after the break, we're going to break this down for you. You don't want to go anywhere. You're a work in progress. A little more. A little more. Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's Instruction Manual. It's manna from the Word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. 800 That's 800-210-7907. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and I have you on a path. And that path is way of warrior. Teaching people how to fight the good fight. And this is not about guns and ammo. It's not about bullets and knives. This is not about that. 
this about your life, my life having value that there's it's worth to it. There's worth to our lives that none of us are a mistake. And there's so many people today that believe the lie that one person cannot make a difference. And this is why I do what I do. This is why I've been doing intensive leadership training for 31 years. Go to likeitmatters.net to read about it. I create an environment in 48 hours that allows a culture, if you will, that allows for growth to take place in my class that is impossible outside my classroom. And I deal with man as a three-part being. I deal with the, the body, which is a machine. You got to know how the machine works if you want to get the best out of it. You know, I had to chop down some, some things from my tree. I have big, tall trees in my backyard. And there was one cut that had this big old branch hanging over my home. And I, I had to get off there. I have a chainsaw. I have ladders. But it was at a pretty high. It's probably about 20 feet off the ground. And my ladder would get me pretty close, about two foot shy. But instability, not sure how to work it. And so my next door neighbor, guess what he does for a living? He does tree work. He chops down trees. He saws trees and cleans up trees. And so he came over with the same chainsaw I had, but in 30 minutes, he cleaned up my yard in a way I couldn't even imagine. And I asked him, hey, would you come over here and just cut one cut? He goes, well, what's it worth to you? I go, well, I don't know. I got 40 bucks cash on me. And he goes, okay. And he goes, man, normally I wouldn't even turn on my saw for 40 bucks. A blade costs 20. Boy, but he went in there and with one chainsaw, uh, awed me. On what he could do. By the way, I wound up giving him 100 bucks because he did way much more. I had a $100 bill pinned on my uh, bulletin board. So I go, I got to give you 100 bucks because uh, you deserve a lot more than that. And I said, I appreciate the extra effort. See, we both had the same chainsaw. We both had, he used my ladders. He used my, his own chainsaw, but I had one just like it, the exact same one, the steel, the lowest end steel. What he did with it and what I do with it, are two totally different things. See, we've all got bodies. Some are better looking than others, but we gotta know how it works. The body releases 63 known chemicals. Do you realize you have more control over what's going on in your in your experience than most people realize? But if we're blaming everybody else, we're the victim. This is why it matters. And so we have a body. I gotta teach people how to use their body, how it was made by the manufacturer to use it to its fullest. But you got a mind and, and the battle's in the mind. The mind runs the body. And you're not the body and you're not the brain. Those are carbon-based life forms. In other words, they're gonna be dust someday. There's a third component and it's called spirit. And it's something above us. For some of us, it's a personal relationship with a personal God. For some people, it's an energy force. For some people, it's just the cosmic universe as it plays its thing out and we're all in the middle of it, whatever it is. But there's something above us. And why does all this matter? Because you matter. Because you've been given a life. Some of you have kids, but people are watching. I teach my people, live your life with the understanding that people are watching. This is why I started the, the show last segment, talking about this, this woman, Charlotte Elliott. Never knew who she was. Never heard her name before. And then I found out that she had written the song, the 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 psalm, the poem, uh, the whatever you want to call it, the uh, I think it's a song, called Just As I Am in 1835. Why? Because she was feeling useless. She was sick. She couldn't get around. She had no access to people. She wasn't educated. 
She was even worried about she was going to be saved because she's too dirty. She brings nothing to the table. She's not good with words. She's not good with people. She's not healthy. She doesn't have energy. She's not traveling the world preaching. Anybody know the feeling? Yeah. But she wrote a song that expressed her pain. And that song, 60 years later, impacted somebody that at that time nobody knew. Nobody knew who C.S. Lewis was. But in 1931, a 31-year-old man riding on a sidecar of his brother's motorcycle in England finally came to the end of his internal struggle about whether Christ was indeed the Son of God. He finally knew in his soul that indeed Jesus was just who he said he was. He realized that God's called that God calls us to him just as we are. And C.S. Lewis stepped out of that sidecar. He was a new man saved by grace. And here's the cool thing. 99 years after Charlotte Elliott penned the words, just as I am, and three years after C.S. Lewis's conversion, just as I am, the 16-year-old son of a dairy farmer listened intently as he heard the message of salvation preached at a revival service in Charlotte, North Carolina. And what song was playing? Just as I am. It was sung at the end. And the young Billy Graham was moved by that words, by the song, by the spirit. And he went forward to accept Jesus as his Lord and his Savior. 20 years later, Billy Graham had become a successful evangelist and was invited to speak at Cambridge University in England. His nervousness over the event nearly led him to cancel it, but he was introduced to a kind man named C.S. Lewis, who encouraged him to disregard the critics who had spoken out against him and continue with the rival. Do you see Billy Graham's battle? He had people trash talking him, he had people tell him he couldn't do it. Who are you? You're a dairy farmer's son. Quit preaching, man. Go back to the cows. But Lewis encouraged him. And Billy Graham went on to speak to an overflow cloud of 2,000 people each night of the revival. And when he returned to England in 1989, a few years later, he addressed a crowd of 80,000 at England's Wembley Stadium. As always, he closed the event with the same song that brought him to Christ, Just As I Am. This is what we got to realize, people. We got to stop thinking we have nothing to bring to the world. God created us. God doesn't create junk. Now, we can choose to become junk, but God chooses to not remember the junky times in our life. And so that's what we got to understand. And by the way, if you don't know the words, Just As I Am, so powerful, just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come, just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, to those whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come, I come, just as I am, though tossed about, with many a conflict, with many a doubt, fightings and fears within, without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, poor, wretched, blind, sight, riches, healing of the mind, yea, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. 
just as I am, that wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve, because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, thy love unknown, hath broken every barrier down, now to be thine yea, thine alone, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. You are special. Your trauma, your drama, your family of origin issues, all that stuff. This is what Romans eight twenty eight means. For God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him are called according to purpose. You got to realize there's only one you. You are made for a purpose. Nobody has your fingerprints. Nobody has your d- DNA. Nobody has like 40 unique things that we know about every single human being. No one has your tongue print. No one has the print of your feet. Uh, nobody has the, the, the uh, arterial pattern flow in the back of your retina. Uh, nobody has your voice qualities. Nobody has your identical gait. Nobody. You see, there's only you. Since the beginning of time, there was never, ever, ever, has never been another person like you and never will be. You see, nobody has your smile, your eyes, your hands, your hair. Nobody owns your handwriting or your voice. In all of time, there was never been anybody who laughs in exactly your way. And what makes you laugh or cry or think may have a totally different response than another. You are the only one in the whole of creation who has your particular set of abilities. There might always be someone who is better at one thing or another. Maybe every person is superior in at least one way. But nobody, hear this, nobody in the universe can reach the quality and the combination of your talents, of your past, of your feelings. Throughout all of eternity, no one will ever walk, talk, think, or do exactly like you. You are rare. In all rarity, there's enormous value. And because of your great value, the need for you to imitate everyone else is absolutely wrong. You happen to be special, and it's no accident that you are. Please realize that God made you for a special purpose. He has a job for you to do that no one else can do as well as you can. Out of the billions of applicants, only one is qualified. Only one has unique and right combinations of what it takes, and that one is you. Today, I want to challenge you, do you. It is what you were created to do. It is who you were created to be. Do you. That's what 1 Corinthians seven seventeen says. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. Message says it great, says, I don't be wishing you, and don't be wishing you were someplace else or, or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. God, not your marital status, defines your life. Don't think I'm being harder on you than others. I give the same counsel in all the churches. It's all about leadership. And after the break, I'm going to break down and show you leadership is a loop. People are watching, so what you do matters. We'll break it down after the break. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I uh, kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing 
and I just I, I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that you know knowing that God's walking right next to me every day every night you know he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter but he's here for for me right yeah. now and you have some peace don't you oh it's 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 really amazing sorry I'm gonna get emotional okay. but it's 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 amazing it's an amazing feeling inside my heart like it matters unique approach allows people to see hear and experience leadership in motion like it matters radio radio like it matters hi i'm ronnie deutsch and if you or your business owe money to the irs i've got great news for you tax laws have changed billions of dollars are earmarked for irs fresh start programs and if you qualify you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars listen i know what you're going through call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free 800-246-1687 welcome back to like it matters radio and i can change and you can change and everybody can change but here's the key you gotta know how you know i could change my own oil in my car if i knew how i could change my own air filter in my car if i knew how I could change the tires on my car if I knew how. You ever buy a new car and wonder why you don't have a spare tire anymore? You ever buy a new car and wonder why there's no jack or the jack that they give you? It looks like it's a kid's jack. Well, see, if you don't own the know the owner's manual, if you don't know where to find stuff and how stuff works, then how are you going to work it? And what we need in America... What we need in our families, what we need in our own lives is leadership. I'm going to tell you right now, value-driven leadership is it's almost non-existent anymore. And I have 31 years, and my forte is in leadership training. But you need to understand the whole, you know, people talk about words all the time, and they don't have any idea what they mean. You know, Jay Vernon McGee, one of my favorite pastors, has been with the Lord now, I think, 40 years. Uh, he said, we're all using the same dictionary. I'm sorry, we're all speaking the same language, but we're using different dictionaries. In other words, we're saying the same words, but boy, uh, how we define them is totally different. So I've been in the field of leadership for 30, almost 32 years. And you get all these people, and my, and my training is classified under what I call leadership training. And I got to tell you, I got a lot of people that are, come into, well, I'm not really a leader. Well, I'm just a housewife. I'm just a construction worker. Well, I'm just a this. And you're not anything. See, I should say you're not just anything. You're a child of God. You're a living, breathing human being. You have a purpose. You have a reason you were created. You're not here to copulate. You're not here to get eight hours of sleep a night. You're not here uh, to have kids and build a family. I'm going to tell you why we're all here. We're all here to glorify God. Now, we can do that through a lot of the things I mentioned. But we were created for a purpose. It was Isaiah, I think, in Isaiah 6. So here I am, Lord, send me. So we got to lead. Why? 
Because people are watching. This is why I'm saying leadership is a loop. And I always say it this way. You've got to flex your pecs. Why? It's an acronym. Pecs. It's short for pectoral muscles, right? It's your chest, right? You're pounding your chest, right? Most people nowadays, you know, Kim Kardashian just has a new uh, bra line. Check it out. And what makes her new bra line so different? She has fake hardened nipples put in the bra. Yeah, that's part of the thing. And they're sold out, by the way. Sold out in a day or two. She's already made hundreds of millions of dollars. And what did she do? She put fake hardened nipples in the bras. So now every woman that wears her bras and they're sold out in a couple days uh, is going to show protruding hard nipples. So what do you think most men, most boys, most little kids, where are their eyes going to go when they're looking at mommy's friends? Where they're going to mommy's work and mommy's work female friends have those things on. And then where's our eyes going to go? Right? They're going to go right to the breast, which we're not supposed to be doing. But yet here they are, something else that's making it where I see mounds of cleavage two bald head men wanting to get out of the shirt. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This is why leadership so important. You got to flex your pecs. It's three pieces. It's permission. It's example. And it's culture. See, unless you're a hypocrite and the motto of a hypocrite is do as I say, not as I do. Why? Because a picture's worth a thousand words. See, we give people permission through our example. So we give people permission. That's why permission is number one. What are you giving people permission for? Number two is example. Why? I said it and you know it. I'll stop halfway through the sentence and you finish it for me. A picture's worth. Now, why does that matter? Because the average person speaks 120 to 150 words per minute. Your host here, me, Scott Black, I get to 180. One picture is the equivalent of six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue. And then culture. Culture is a soil. Everything comes from culture. Good culture, good produce. Bad culture, bad produce. So this word leadership you know, our language, we say come uh, German, there's a lot of um, Spanish in our language. And a lot of times as I'm learning some Spanish words, it tells me a lot more about our English language. Like I love the Spanish word for worry, preocupado, preocupado. Don't you see it? Worry. When you're worried, you're preoccupied. Don't you see it? And you cannot be focused in the now moment and be preoccupied at the same time. That's why most people miss so many things because they're all worried. They're worried about their social standing. They're worried about the woke rules. They're worried about, uh, did they get someone's gender right? They're worried about, did they vote right? They're worried because can't we all just get along? We all just want to be liked. And so let me give you a little lesson on leadership. And this is right from the book by Kuzis and Posner, The Leadership Challenge. There's a big difference. What you're seeing in the world day is management. What you're seeing from our government they're managing a, a border crisis that they created. They're managing an overdose of fentanyl that's killing so many people that they created. They're managing making you believe that Donald Trump is the boogeyman and that the most important thing in your life, not paying your bills, not keeping your kids healthy, not being able to pay your mortgage, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is Donald Trump going to jail. And there are 40% of this country that all they care about 
is Donald Trump going to jail? And if he goes to jail, their life is going to be so good. This is what we've come to in this world now. That our only joy is in the demise of people that we've been programmed to hate. That's the leadership going on. Everything else is just being managed. They're leading you now to be racist. We're being led now to be sexist. We're being led now to be liars. We're being led now to avoid the truth and believe what the deep state, the Democratic Party, uh, and state-run media wants you to believe. This is why we got to fight the good fight. So let me give you this quote right from the Leadership Challenge. The word lead, at its root, means go, travel, guide. Leadership has about it a kinesthetic feel, it's experience, a sense of movement. Leaders go first, they're pioneers, they begin the quest for a new order, and they venture, venture into unexplored territory and guide us to new and unfamiliar destinations. Now, in contrast, the root origin of manage is a word meaning hand, right? You've got a manual transmission, you've got to move it with your hand, right? You've got to figure that out. The M-A-N is hand. At its core, managing is about handling things, about maintaining order, about organization control. I mean, look at the border. Look at the chaos in our, in our San Francisco. We now have changed the law so much that we entice people to steal. And as long as you don't steal over $1,000 worth of stuff, you don't even get arrested anymore. And so now all these companies are shutting down. Now San Francisco, we got all these mobs, of 100 people, 20 people, 30 people. And unless it serves them well, they will never tell you the people's skin color that's doing all this because it doesn't fit the narrative. At In contrast, the root origin of manage is a word meaning hand at its core. Managing is about handling things, about maintaining order, about organization, about control. The critical difference between management and leadership is reflected in the root meaning of the two words. The difference between what it means to handle things and what it means to go places. The unique role of leaders is to take us places we've never been before. Let me give you some differences. You know, we have things called meta, meta programs. These are unconscious programs that we use to make decisions. We don't even know they're there. For some people, they see uh, uh, similarities easier. Some people see differences. Some people, they just need to experience it something one time to believe it. Sometimes people need to experience it eight or ten times to believe it. Some people are moving toward things. Some people are moving away from things. Those are all called meta programs. And so I always like to put things right next to each other so you can see the differences. So let me compare to you managers and leaders just so you can get a feeling for the difference because what we got right now is a bunch of managers managing crisis and leading us into a dark, dark future. So managers are bottom line focus. How can I best accomplish certain things? Leaders deal with the top line. What are the things I desire to accomplish? Managers do things right. Leaders do the right things. Managers are efficient in climbing the ladder of success. Leaders determine if that ladder is leaning against the right wall. Managers keep the ship running, the engine oiled, and the ship in good repair. Leaders steer the ship and decide where it's headed. They also decide the ship's size, characteristic, and potential. Managers manage things. Leaders lead people. Managers set up procedural manuals, work schedules, improve technologies. They work on the how. Nietzsche said it best. He who has a why can bear almost any how. Managers work on the how. 
However, leaders work on vision, direction, the underlying mission of the organization. They inspire, they motivate, they work on the why. On a farm, managers make sure the crops are planted, cared for, and harvested on time. On that same farm, leaders decide which crops to plant and whether any will be planted in a given year. In a jungle, managers are behind the producers, they're sharpening machetes, they're working on muscle enhancement programs, they're figuring out the best way to compensate machete wielders. In that same jungle, leaders, they climb the tallest tree to make sure the team is going in the right direction. They survey the entire situation, and if need be, they yell out, WRONG JUNGLE! What good is it be going a thousand miles an hour in the wrong direction? when you should be going in the other direction. That is the difference between management and leadership. And after the break, I want to go through this loop, this leadership loop, permission, example, and culture. Don't go anywhere. We want to wrap this up and put a pretty bow on it for you. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123-800-504-1123-800-504-1123. That's 504-1123. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And be on the lookout because as the new month rolls around in December, you're going to see a new branding on this radio show. We go from Like It Matters Radio to Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight with Scott V. Black, because that's what we're talking about. And that's what I've been preparing you for. And not only on this radio, but I actually do this for 31 years. I have two and a half days uh, intensive leadership training that will rock your world, that will help you resuscitate your heart to get your heart back on, uh, and then to clean up your stinking thinking. Because the two most important assets of any person is their heart and their mind. Uh, and that's what the enemy's working on. That's what America's working to numb up the heart and the mind. Uh, and that is the battle zone. We've got to guard our heart because all the issues of life stem from it. That's what the Bible says. Uh, and the battle's in the mind. Again, that's what the, ba- uh, the Bible says. And let's be honest, life is full of conflict. 
whether we're talking about art or life, conflict is a critical part of the story. And as I've been saying, I believe that there are basically six battles we face in life. Uh, first one's man versus nature. Right. And, uh, you know, the, um, the, the example is, you know, the bees, ants, sharks, you know, um, all that stuff. You got hurricane, you got earthquake, tornadoes, all that nature of animals. And uh, but it's also now the nature of America, the nature of how men aren't supposed to be men anymore. We're supposed to be feminine, that the only illegal drug on a college campus is testosterone. Uh, everything else is OK, but testosterone is toxic. You see the nature uh, of people that want to destroy men. And here's the problem, men. When men stop leading, countries crumble. When men stop leading, families fall apart. And when men stop leading, women and children pay the price. So you got man versus nature. You got man versus man. We're seeing that in Israel. We're seeing that in Ukraine. We're seeing that in America. You know, I'm a white Christian, conservative Christian, and so Joe Biden believes that I'm the biggest threat to America. Not Hamas, uh, not fentanyl, uh, not anything like that. But Scott Black, Joe Biden believes, is the biggest threat to America. It's stunning. But we got to deal with man versus man. And sometimes, you know, Donald Trump's dealing with man versus man. You got people that hate him that are making up laws that are having victimless crimes and prosecuted and want to take a billion dollars from them. And all of us sit back and say, okay, because if you've been programmed to hate Trump, you like to see someone get hurt. Just stunning. Stunning. You got man versus society. This is a big one that's coming up, especially if you don't agree with society. If you're a traditional American, if you're a believer in the God of the Bible, uh, this society is against you, and that's okay because that's what God said it would be. If you love God, he said the world's going to be against you. This conflict involves the battle against the whole society, which was never anything like it has been until the Joe Biden era basically made cancel culture part of the government. Before it was just out there, but now it's became part of the government. Number four is important because this is the one I work on majority, man versus himself. Type of conflict stems from our inner struggle, the intifada, if you will. There's usually a theme of selecting between two options, a good and evil, logic or emotion, right or wrong, you know, all that. But this is a big one. Number five, I'm going to tell you, is probably the overall greatest battle in life. And it's the spiritual battle. It's figuring out the God question. And it's never been more confusing than today. And then the sixth battle, which falls kind of under the category of man versus himself, but I believe is the greatest battle outside of the spiritual battle. And the two affect each other. And this is the battle for identity. Who I am dictates what I do. It's just stunning when you realize that. I was reading a book. Uh, I am reading a book called, uh, it's, I, can't, I can't say it on radio, Un-F Yourself. I can't say the word. It, that's the title. I wish he didn't do that, but that's his way he got people to get it because now you got to be profane to make it in this world. So in the book, Unf Yourself, Gary John Bishop leads through a series of seven assertions, kind of agreements. So are you willing to make this agreement? I love the book, by the way. The first one's I am willing. I am willing to sacrifice uh, eating sugar so that I can be healthy. I am willing to get up at five in the morning so I can be properly prepared for this radio show. I am willing. Are you willing? And by the way, uh, just like I will is a powerful word, I am willing is a powerful statement. But just like I not, I will not is just as powerful as I will. I am not willing 
is also powerful like I am willing. I am not willing to continue eating this way and being unhealthy. I am not willing to no longer live my life with passion. I'm not willing. So the agreement is I'm willing. The second agreement is I'm wired to win. So you start with a belief system that I'm wired to win. I say it this way. Everybody's working perfectly. You're getting exactly results. I'm getting exactly results I've programmed myself to get. So if I don't like the results, then change the approach. Change the wiring. I'll teach you how to do that. So I need to go to likeitmatters.net. My last training of the year, December 7th through 9th here in Dallas. If you want to have the best Christmas time ever, if you want to give your family the best gift you could ever give them, which is a better you, go to likeitmatters.net. Get your butt in class December 7th through 9th. You won't be able to thank me enough. So I am willing. I'm wired to win. I got this. I got this. Such a great one. I got it. I got it. I'm good. The next one, I embrace the uncertainty. Life is uncertain. The next one, I am not my thoughts. I am what I do. I am relentless. And the last one, I expect nothing and accept everything. It's like setting some agreements up with yourself. We got to have agreements. You know, the four agreements was a great thing. Again, whether you agree with it or not, by Don Miguel Ruiz, right? It was a huge book. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Number two, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. Number three, don't make assumptions, right? It makes an ass out of you and me. We all know that. Find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want. Communicate with others as clear as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. And the fourth agreement of the four agreements is always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It'll be different when you're healthy as opposed to sick, but always give your best. So we gotta make some agreements with ourselves because life is a battle. And that's why you gotta know it comes down to a loop. And if you would just keep it simple, soldier, permission, example, culture. See, we give people permission through our actions. And we got to ask ourselves, what kind of actions? See, when you got the president of the United States going on TV and saying Donald Trump and his followers are a threat to the safety of America, do you realize what that gives people permission to do? It gives people permission to attack them, to beat them up. Just like, you know, this war in Israel gives some people a chance to attack the Jews. But you know what also gives people permission? To attack Palestinians. You know, which is wrong, too. Now, you can believe and stand with Israel like I do. And you can also still be saddened by the loss of life. Whether Palestinian or Israeli, it's life. God values all life. And it rocks his world. He values the life in the womb. And how many millions of babies, like 50 million babies, have been aborted in America? You look at the babies that were fed to Molech in Israel the Valley of Fire, and the price they paid for giving their kids over to Moloch to sacrifice him, and they did probably 100,000 deaths to Moloch. In America, just since the 70s, we've killed 50 million-plus babies. You don't think there's a punishment coming? Oh, it's huge. That's why you got to be an example. See, example, a picture's worth a 1,000 words. You've got to give people an example. People don't need another sermon. They need a picture. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Realize how many young boys grow up not knowing what it means to be a man. 
One thing I've learned, men, we need older men to step up. They need to start mentoring younger men because they don't have examples anymore. Men now want to become women because men's been told they're evil and they're the cause of all problems. So where have all the good men gone? And the last one's culture. It's the soil. Culture's a series of repeated norms, acceptable behavior. And let's be honest, what's acceptable today in America and what's not acceptable is not what I would call good. We need to go back to our agreements with ourselves. What are your agreements? That's what a mission statement is. I am healthy, organized, orderly. I'm a powerful warrior for God. I am someone people admire as an example they want to follow. I tell myself this every day. I'm an arrow in the quiver of God. I'm healthy. I'm organized. I'm a giver. Jehovah Jireh is my provider. I'm orderly. I'm a great example of what other people want to be. I'm a son of El Elyon, the Most High God. We got to figure out who are you. And when you know who you are, your identity dictates what you do. And the problem is it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. And so as you go through the logical levels of change, just like with me, I need someone to guide me through that change. You need someone to guide you through that change. So be looking out wherever you listen to podcasts, search out Like It Matters Radio, which is becoming way of warrior, fighting the good fight. And go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you become the leader that you've been called to be. I'm Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.